It's on, like Donkey Kong, buddy. As we get into this Thursday, we're going to talk with Rich Perlberg. And who are we? We're the people sitting in front of this camera. Right. Otherwise known as Mike and John got it going on. That's who we are. Yeah. I knew you'd come up with the right answer. Thank you. Congratulations. We're Mike and John got it going on. Brought to you by Jordan Genso. Who's Jordan Genso, you say? Who is Jordan Genso, I say? Community servant, community realtor, and official. Giggle Realtor. Exclusive Giggle Realtor, Jordan Genso. You could say Jordan's got it going on, too, if you like. Well, you could. So last night in trivia, did you scan through and come up with the right answer? Are you talking to me? I'm talking to you. Did you you answer it in your head and say, was I right or wrong? You're talking to me? I'm talking to you. You're talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. Uh, No. No? <laughs> so you didn't have the right answer. You didn't yeah. even look. I just, you didn't yeah, even look. Yeah, 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 I see how you are. All right, we're going to do a little drumming a little bit later on today. We'll get to our two cent history lesson, and uh, the big news uh, concerning HGTV is that uh, that remodeled Brady Bunch house they did a series on. Right, it's up for sale. Oh wow! If only we could do the podcast from the Brady Bunch house. Wouldn't that be fun? Right. Now this is where they they. Took the house that was used in the outside shots. Right. Right. And then they redid it on the inside to look like. To make it would look yeah. like the real inside of the right. Brady. Because it didn't look like that. It was a set, obviously. Just uh, like this. <laughs> <laughs> Someday HGTV will be here. Wouldn't it be cool if they came no, in and Redoing this just like our set. <laughs> uh, you too, you know, can get your house remodeled Oh, boy, like the that. expense that they'll have to put so, into this. The asking price is uh, five point five million for no. those that are interested. It's in California, a few man. Bucks laying around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The interior looking like nineteen seventies. Oh, groovy. Yeah, paneling and shag carpet. Oh God, yeah. Yes, and yeah. a telephone on the wall in the kitchen and Alice's little hideaway bedroom. Mm. Wow. All right, let's get the show on the road, shall we? Shall it's we? It's time for local news brought to you by Cooper and Binkley Jewelers. In downtown Brighton. All right, here's what's going on. Work on the downtown Brighton streetscape project has run into issues that have put the scheduled work behind schedule. But according to the city's website, contractors have run into several buried underground structures and utilities that were not known to have existed. Additionally, the structures are intertwined with the existing AT&T lines and old gas main. And in some cases, they're encased in cement or cement is very close to them. The electrical work has to be completed first before the irrigation and roadbed can be prepared. Another issue affecting the schedule are material delays, early material delays with storm pipe and current delays of dolomite wall block and electrical panels have resulted in the contractor to search out different vendors to try and stay on schedule. A motorcyclist who was killed in a crash Monday night in Howell Township has been identified. The Livingston County Sheriff's Office said 33-year-old Kyle Dinius of Adrian died of injuries suffered in the crash. Happened about 10 p.m. Monday in the area of West Grand River and West Highland Road. 
According to authorities, a preliminary investigation indicated a Chevy Traverse traveling east on West Grand River failed to yield while turning into the Tomato Brothers restaurant. The Traverse was then hit by an Harley-Davidson traveling west on Grand River. The driver of the Traverse, 46-year-old Alicia Holbrook-Bloink of Howell, suffered no injuries. Denius was later pronounced deceased at the hospital. His passenger, 69-year-old Nancy Sloan of Howell, had life-threatening injuries. Sheriff Mike Murphy says she is no longer critical. Alcohol does not appear to be a contributing factor in the crash, which remains under investigation by the Livingston County Sheriff's Office Traffic Safety Bureau. Sheriff Murphy, though, says a report in the crash will be sent to the prosecutor's office for review. Their preliminary investigation, though, shows that Holbrook Bloink was at fault. And Holbrook Bloink was sentenced last year to jail time in a felony embezzlement case that was filed by the Michigan Attorney General's office. Authorities say she defrauded clients of more than $375,000 between 2015 and 2018 through her firm, Holbrook Insurance Agency. She was ordered to serve four months in the Livingston County Jail as well as three years of probation. Also had to pay restitution. And a Brighton woman battling cancer got a more than pleasant surprise Wednesday with a gifted trip to see Taylor Swift. Mark Howell of Fun to Life live-streamed the surprise visit to the home of 21-year-old Maddie Odom, who was recently diagnosed with a rare form of cancer. Howell started the organization in 2012 when he was diagnosed with stage 4 melanoma and was given just weeks to live. The community then stepped up to raise over $200,000, which allowed him to seek treatments outside the restrictions of his health insurance. He now raises money through Fund to Life to help families and individuals in crisis have some of that same financial freedom. So Wednesday's visit was a little different than his usual presentations, as he and various partners were able to acquire a suite at the Taylor Swift concert next month at Ford Field in Detroit so that she and seven guests can enjoy the show. In the video, Howell surprised Odom with the concert tickets, but then said he had another reason to be there and told her his story, concluded by saying, no matter how dark your journey gets, no matter what happens to you, there are miracles that happen, saying that there are brighter days ahead and we want to be here to support you and get you through them. Odom said she was grateful for the visit and the concert excursion and definitely planned to take her mom to the show. And you can see the video, by the way, on our website, MikeAndJohnPodcast.com. And that's what's going on. And news brought to you by Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton. And Mark Howell, just a, a great gem to have in the community. And I know Mark friends with the uh, the Binkleys as well. At Cooper and Binkley Jewelers, they are having the final day of their Antiques Roadshow style event. Today is the final day, so if you've got uh, old gold, gold jewelry, silver, diamonds lying around, they've got people there to evaluate it and and value it for you. You want to trade it in? Want to make a few bucks? You can do so today at Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton. You need more details, you can find it on their website, cooperandbinkley.com, or always check out their Facebook page for the latest happenings at Cooper and Binkley Jewelers. Matter of fact, the month of May is emerald month. If you're, mm. Your birthstone for the month of May is emerald. Those are green. Yes, they are. Thank you. We learned that. Thank you. Through their Facebook page. Okay. <laughs> I see you're wearing yeah. your, your emerald shirt. Because it's emerald month. Yeah. I, <laughs> yes, clearly, it's the, nice. the birth month of May. Planned this exactly. well in advance. Yeah. So <laughs> stop by Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton. Now, now in the news, you had the, uh, the story of the delays. Now, who would have thought mm. that construction would be delayed here in Michigan? For this, that, or the other thing, and things well, underground that they didn't know were there. The, yeah, the interesting thing about um, there wasn't anything suspicious. Well, you know, there have been uh, there's been talk in the past that when they had to fill in that area many, many, many years ago for the Mill Pond area to put Main Street in there because that was not 
Was it swampy? Always. Yeah, it was, you know, the mill pond was there and, and it was not, you know, so they had to fill in that area to be able to put in some of those structures in the street. And they were just like, throw anything uh, you got. Apparently, yeah, they were throwing <laughs> things in. I guess there was a rumor that they were even putting old, like, Model T's, were oh, like wow. old junked Model T's. They were just, because they were like, just fill this hole with anything. <laughs> You got so, an old rust bucket, a know, tractor you no longer so, need. Yeah. We we need to make streets. <laughs> right. <And> so, <laughs> we need I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to start any rumors, but, you know, you know, if they come across a, a 75 Continental, it could be Jimmy Hoffa in there. <laughs> don't, don't start that rumor. Remember, Bright, uh, what, get, was it Milford a few months, uh, a few years ago? That way you get the FBI to pay. Oh, for I see. <laughs> That's how you do it. Sure. That won't delay it any longer either. Well, there's that. All right. So, yeah. Uh, more delays, so they don't have really a, a real end date or target. Well, I mean, they, real. they wanted to get back up and get part of it, at least the street open to some traffic, I think by the end of the summer. If you have dirt bikes now, you know, <laughs> was what they're hoping for. <laughs> I'm saying this is a perfect time for somebody to open up a helicopter company. Uh, uh, shot, drop know, them off. Short, short yeah. hops from one end of like Main TC, to the other. yeah, yeah, uh, you know, Brighton right. Hoppers, <laughs> okay, just the Hopper Chopper taking you, know, you to and from businesses but, uh, and restaurants in downtown. Yeah, you know, and, and as we've been talking about all this month, you know, talking to various downtown Brighton businesses, and they are it's it's tough, and it, this this it, it extends is. it unfortunately. It really does, and you know, I was actually talking with Barb Binkley just yesterday. Uh, talking about the emeralds, you know. Oh yeah, clearly the jewelry. Oh, event? she calls me all the time for my expertise <laughs> on gemstones. <laughs> no, she's not. Uh, Thank but goodness. Yeah, we were talking about uh, just the the business and the and the construction, everything, and um, you know, and I said, God, this is this is like COVID for you guys. And she goes, It's not. She goes, It's worse because she goes with COVID, it was a level playing field. In other words, all these Brighton businesses, you know, they've got. You know, there's other restaurants, there's other places that, you know, people can go to shop for various items. Sure. And so with these businesses being impacted the way they are, um, you know, uh, it, it really hurts in that sense. And so I, I just, you know, again, emphasizing, uh, that parking is, is down there. And I thought what Steve Pylon said yesterday on the show kind of really did sort of bring it home, which was, how often did you park on Main Street anyway? Yeah. Like I said, you know, there's, there's yeah. only a few par- parking spots, the parallel spots in front of businesses right. anyway. And so more than likely you were parking in one of the, uh, the back lots. Right. And all the other parking so, lots are available to you. These are the ones that I, you know, I dare say more than 90% of people parked in anyway, uh, are still available to you. Um, and you know, look, I've been uh, to downtown Brighton several times here in the last couple of weeks and every time I've found a spot to park, it's not that big a deal. And so, Again, for those folks, I think that are somewhat put off by it, they just go, well, I don't want to deal with Brighton right now. I mean, it, it is, it is very much a doable thing. Uh, and to support these businesses, you know, we talk about supporting local. We talk about, we want to make sure that, uh, you know, uh, local community is well knit together. These local businesses, these locally run businesses have a lot to do with that. So again, we just want, want people to show their support. Uh, where they can. And so, uh, Cooper and Binkley Jewelers, of course, a prime example of a community partner in downtown Brighton. Hey, well, we also want to remind folks our own Susan Cougar is going to be performing tonight at Captain Joe's in Whitmore Lake. Right. Six to nine tonight. So meet Cougar in person. You can ask her any questions you'd like about John and I. Right. Or you know what? D- act take like a, you don't know us. Get a selfie with Cougar. Yeah. That's and then idea. tag us. I like that. Yeah. On Facebook, or email us, or, or send us those pictures. Yeah, send us, send yeah. us a, a picture of you so, and Cougar yeah. doing a duet. Right. So, uh, yeah, Cougar at uh, 
Captain, Captain Joe's, Joe's 6 to 9 p.m. Thursday night. All right, last night and Wednesday night trivia. All correct guessers get in tomorrow's drawing for those $100 in gift certificates and gift cards, courtesy of Jordan Genso. Trivia brought to you by OG Sponsor, Firehouse Doors, serving Livingston County for over 25 years with unparalleled service and products. Eight out of 10, that's 80% for those that can't do the math. Hold on, let me get my calculator. 80% of people surveyed said, and this this is what I found was was interesting, that 80% of people said this. They said um, they would rather give up watching TV, shopping, and their cell phone if they could have this. So giving up all those three things for this. And you really don't have to give up these three things to get this. What was the answer? Yeah, it is 80%. <laughs> Correct. You get a stop. I, I just did the calculation, so I guess. Yeah, sure. An adequate pension, said Karen. <laughs> Pensions. Do they even have those anymore? <laughs> That's funny. Mona said a full night's sleep. Oh my God. You're you know, right. if you put down the cell phone yeah. and, and you turn off the TV, you probably could get a good night's you sleep. You could, but if you have kids, more likely to get a pension. Whitney said a loved one back. Now I think that's a great answer. Well, a lot of us may have thought that, but it's not, it wasn't something that's really feasible. This Beth, is something that can happen. Right. Beth along those same lines said eternal life. Okay. I stick around forever. Don't you think you get bored after a while? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Didn't we go through this a couple of centuries ago? (laughs) Um, Debbie said, true happiness. Uh, It's all in caps, so it must be very important. Good Um, luck with that. Yeah. Michael said, uh, a cabin in the woods. Hmm. You know, you know, it's funny. Sometimes you see those, uh, those memes on Facebook or whatever. It'd be like, you know, you know, this cabin in the woods, would you, would you give up everything to live in this cabin in the woods for like a million dollars? No, cause that's where the killers are. <laughs> they come and get you in the woods. You have no electricity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Barely good yeah, water. I don't know. I was like, where's the, <laughs> the wifi? Is it, this tree isn't really, really a great wifi. I don't know what is going on here. Uh, Don's oh. at a remote vacation home. So that could be, you know, Similar to the cabin, but this one, just a vacation home, which a lot of people are probably opening up this weekend. Uh, let's see what else. Regular visits and family dinners from your kids who have grown and flown the coop. That's a good guess, too. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes you might say, no, we'll just uh, <laughs> we'll have pizza without you. Uh, Madonna said a paid-for home on the beach in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Madonna's clearly thought this through. Yeah. yeah. That'd be That'd be be nice. I mean, especially if it's paid for. Yeah, that's the whole deal. Uh, Jeff said to be healthy. Cindy said retirement. Patricia said a million bucks. Right. If I had a million dollars, I wouldn't be in a basement. Uh, (laughs) Brian said no debt. (laughs) That that would be nice. nice It can be done. Yeah. Uh, Kimberly said a maid. Katie said world peace. Alice. (laughs) <laughs> she's, she's, she's in that she room the back there. Much, you know. <laughs> um, Karen said, "Kids, you give up all that for kids because some some well, people that's, that's have, true. have trouble, yeah. And, yeah. or they want more. The more the merrier." What is wrong with you? Wendy said, "Coffee. Yeah. You can get that without all the uh, giving up every everything like that." And Lori said, "Their pet. Um, you know, pets are pretty loyal. 
Where's Rocky been these days? I haven't seen him. He's upstairs. See under he's, under the road in Brighton. He's with mommy. <laughs> ah, I see. Yeah, he's yeah. mommy's boy too. Yeah, oh my god, every right. day. <laughs> I'm just a poor substitute <laughs> till mom comes home. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he launches yeah. off me. They, mom's home. Mom's home. You know, uh, I forget you. Home. I come home too. You Bella. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just you smell like beef jerky. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's, said that's why he hangs out with me, actually. <laughs> Where's all the beef jerky? Yeah. Uh, Maddie said true love. Give it all up mm. for true love. Now, I did see – we had one correct answer at least, uh, right? I think we had a couple. Okay. Um, we'll go with uh, – I know Pamela said the correct answer was a flat stomach or flat tummy. Um, I think Dan said abs of steel. I think that would probably fall into that, that category. Would, uh, I see Karen – or uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Mary also said lean, flat belly or something. All right. So they will all be in the drawing. Yeah. Tomorrow morning for the gift certificates, courtesy of Jordan Genso, uh, official Giggle Realtor. Of course, if you need help buying or selling a home here in Livingston County, Jordan's the one to call. Is he, though? That, well, that's what he told us to say. So oh, I believe that's right. He is. He yes, is. He You're is right. I forgot. Yes, that is true. Community servant, community realtors. Yes. And that number? 248. Yes. 444-9777. See, there's really only three numbers you need to know in that. Your fours, your nine, and your sevens. Very good. Let me do the calculations. No. Eighty <laughs> percent of people probably won't remember that. So say uh, it again, they, John. They probably won't. Say it again. Two four eight. All right. Four 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 nine seven seven seven. All right. So Rich Perlberg usually joins us on uh, on Thursdays for the less you know, right. and we usually end up knowing less than when we started. So that's the uh, kind of the theme of the the show with Rich. It's the name of the segment. It is. I mean, it's right, right. You, it's right, it, the it's right there. It's you know, truth in advertising. Morning. Rich, you're up to the plate. It's your I turn am up to bat. the plate. Yeah. You guys do this stuff so well. That's Number a great seven, segue. Rich Pearlberg, yeah. up to bat. Yeah. What would your walk-up music be? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, you know, they didn't have that when we were kids. No, no, you know no. What I, mean? when I know. Did, when did that start? Was that like a early 2000s I think it's like a 90s. Oh, I think it was earlier than that because okay. you used to have guys. Yeah, okay. yeah. Mine would have been pretty boring. I'm pretty sure. Maybe, maybe something by Iron Butterfly. And it got to be uh, <laughs> hey, take it. That's a long walk. walk up to the plate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, yeah, up center I, field. People going to that. <laughs> yeah, that boy. Now, now with the new rules, they yeah. call three strikes on me because I, I didn't get in there. But <laughs> holy cow, you guys got me. Wondering now, I wonder what you're going to find buried under the streets of Brighton. That's, I don't know. Yeah, you, you, you know. you've been around for a long time, Rich. <laughs> you know anything? Do you remember them driving the Mount T's into the? <laughs> I'm sorry. I well, yeah, I I I did drive a Model T for a while, yeah. But I uh, know there was a, now. This isn't Brighton, but if in how it was one of these ridiculous stories that a, some people would believe that that decades ago there was a circus in town right. and an elephant died and they didn't know what to do with it so they just buried it right yeah. right in the hollow. <laughs> Everybody bring a shovel to downtown. <laughs> yeah. Uh, always interesting. Yeah. Yes. I, either way, I know the merchants in downtown Brighton are like, what now? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you know? So. Um, well, I, maybe they could turn it into a promotion, you know, to, to, to come to see what's been buried beneath the streets. <laughs> kind of like one of those. Who was it? Was it Geraldo did something like right? that? Maybe they, what was in a, in a crypt, you yeah. know? You know, maybe. You guys, you guys, you guys could kind maybe, of Maybe like just Geraldo. hide some jewelry down there. Yeah. And, you know, because they've, they've done that before where you dig through the you know, sand. When you think about it, think about like. What a great uh, way to get work about done. like a, a U-Pick strawberry farm or apple farm where people come and they actually, 
you think about it, they're they paying the you to do the work. Maybe they should do <laughs> that with the streetscape yeah. project. Hey, come on and grab a shovel, everyone. You see a work, some area that needs <laughs> I, a lot I, more I work. I tried that once at my first house, uh, a you mow lawn. Yeah. You came and paid me to mow my lawn, but it didn't, didn't go very well. Didn't take off, huh? Well, yeah. Sometimes so, with yeah. my fitness yeah. clients, I go, we got some slow cardio for today. You just have to mow my lawn. And, and, <laughs> and, and you pay me for that. Right. Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> I think, I think if, if, if the internet had been around, I could have marketed better. Right, it is all about the marketing. Sure. Speaking of which, uh, of course, uh, we alluded earlier about uh, baseball uh, talking, of course. This is uh, Miguel Cabrera's Miggy's final year saying farewell. Well, I think some of the cool things with Miggy leaving is these, the other teams, when he visits there, they're, they're giving him stuff and present and presenting things. I saw when he was in Kansas City. Didn't somebody give him a toilet? When he was in Kansas City, they gave him a rocking chair. Yeah, yeah, that's, that was, (laughs) I was like, so, and I'm like, and that kind of made me laugh in a little way because, you know, the thing is, is Miggy's not in the best of shape. Um, and, uh, you know, the one game I saw this year, a couple weeks ago, he did manage to hit a bloop single and everyone was like, <laughs> they, they all cheered like it was a, a over the fence Homer. <laughs> and then the guy behind me, I remember him just going, so this is what it's come to. We're cheering for bloop singles now. And I'm like, yeah, kind of, um, yeah, well, he's, he's, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of sad, really. Yeah. When Man. you think about it, I mean, it's, is to go out in kind of a slumper. But you know the season's early. But I mean, you, you, yeah, you he's, got, he's got, he's got, I, I, you're gonna, you're gonna be mad at me. But I did some research. He's got all of 15 hits this year wow. and yeah. only three doubles, 12 singles. Uh, he's hitting 187. Did and I think that's Has his, he hit a homer yet? No, no. three doubles is his own extra base. I don't know if he'll ever get another extra base hit. I don't know either. Know? I mean, when in the bloop single that he did get for the game I saw, I mean, they immediately put in a pinch runner. Yep. Um, and so, you know, there was a, a column last week on M Live, and uh, the columnist was basically saying, like, look, you know, Miggy, of course, Hall of first ballot Hall of Famer. No one's sure. doubting that. Uh, what a you know great career, and the Tigers obviously are, are you know going to celebrate his you know final year. Um, you know, so he's got a roster spot. That's no one's questioning that. It's it's the question of should he be in the lineup on a regular basis. Well, uh, wait a minute. You know, if you're if you're a season ticket holder, or even if right, you're a fan right. going down to Comerica, you're paying. You expect to see Miggy in the lineup, whether it's yeah. one at bat or not. I mean, at least I one suppose, at bat. But but here it is, partly because uh, they're in the probably the worst division in the, in the league. Uh, there's no the probably. There's no probably about it. <laughs> okay. Are they in okay. second place still? See, I'm trying. John, John shamed me a little bit about being too negative, so I was trying to be. Uh, okay, like, sorry. They're, they're all of two and a half games out of first right? place. Yeah, right. Yeah, look at that. So, so him in the lineup is actually hurting their chances to win. You know, if they if they want a chance. To pull off a wild card, I, mean, I don't think they're going to win. Uh, the they're not going to get a wild card. Yeah. They're way out of the wild card. Oh, that's true too. No, you're right. The division. I guess that's it gets true. to the point where they're yeah. saying, "Just lean into the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> take one for yeah. the team, Miggy." So. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like well, Engelbert <laughs> or that that kid in uh, in Bad News yeah. Bears or, or Coach. Yeah. Uh, cheers. Uh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey! I uh, that was my that was my hidden hidden talent in yeah. baseball. Getting hit by a pitch. Got six bruises this week. It was a good week. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the thing is, years ago when Illich was there and he really wanted a World Series team and he just was opening up the, the, the checkbook and they yeah. signed Miggy to a bazillion dollar contract for many years. Right. And at the time it was clear 
I mean, he was a power hitter who had a big frame, Beautiful who wasn't going to stay in shape. So you knew by the end of the career he wasn't going to be doing it. Right. Like that's that's the deal. He's got he could have he could have retired last year, but he would have walked away from what it's, thirty million dollars. Right. So. It, it's <laughs> like it's like getting a balloon mortgage on your home. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> you know, balloon, <laughs> balloon being the key word. Well, yeah, you know, you know <laughs> the air's like, yes, running out of that. Your, thing. your payments are low now, but ah, I'll worry about later. Later, uh, mm-hmm. and we're at the later. <laughs> but and, but yeah. the Tigers are paying for that. I mean, they 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 wrote off. I think it was Victor Martinez got hurt, so they went off and uh, signed uh, Prince Fielder to another huge contract, and that didn't turn out well. Mm-hmm. So they had all this money they've spent, which is one of the reasons they couldn't go after Max Scherzer when Scherzer demanded more money. And that started the downturn. That really was the, the the decision not to sign Max Scherzer, and I. And like you said, he wanted a tried ton to find money. of money, but God, yeah. find a way to pay him. Because look, between Scherzer and Verlander, I mean, they're still pitching. They're still pitching. They they yeah. they just won a doubleheader Sunday, right? You know, and pitching so, well, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, that was sort of the beginning of the end. But it it, it does bring into focus the intertwining. Obviously, it always has been the case of of business and baseball. Uh, yeah, but you if know. you think about it, when you look at the money. All right. Let's look at the money. How many days? How many? (laughs) When you look at the money that was was shelled out for for Verlander and Scherzer per at per game, Miggy played way more games than them. They they pitched in what every fourth or fifth game, right? Right. And Miggy's in all all those games. And and the draw is you got a home run hitter. So they made that money early on. Yeah, oh, to, that's true. That, that was that was that was spreading out a contract. Yeah, Yeah. that was the bargain. I mean, that was the deal. Like, we're going to give you this ton of money that you'll be getting for years and years to come. I mean, right. really, this is his pension, except he's not retired yet. You know, he's getting his pension, but he's still... It's kind of like the buyout, you know, at, the, you know, at the, <laughs> so, retirement time. But I think Mike now, brings now, up... Now, while we're talking, dude, what type of pension do I get on this show, guys? Uh, the same as we're yeah. getting. Yeah. What is a pension? Um, you, that seems <laughs> fair. I like that. You guys are... You guys are... <laughs> we're the Ben and Jerry oh, podcast. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Believe in equality. All the way across. But but Mike brings up a good point uh, is that, you know, for people coming out to the ballpark, which they're struggling to get people to come to the ballpark. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. It's expensive. Uh, but they're, they want to see Mickey. And so the Tigers are balancing this. Well, God, you know, we can't have them. You kind of have to give the people what you know, they want. But even if on the other hand, are we not point. here to try and win and compete and get to the playoffs? Uh, and if the Tigers somehow magically <laughs> – could pull off any playoff appearance this year, man, that will be a miracle. And, uh, uh, the manager Hinch, you know, I mean, that will be something that he was brought here to do. Well, I think any, any manager, if you look at it, they're, they're going to have to kind of play around their weakest link. And I I don't know that you would call Miggy the weakest link at this point, but maybe, maybe so. Um, they got to manage around that. So you just say, well, I know I've got to do this with this guy. Well, how can I build the team and work the team and the players around that to make it as right. successful as possible? I think you start him in, in a lot of games, and then you pull him after at least one at bat. You get, especially when he's in these visiting ballparks, because all the visiting ballparks want to, you know, have a moment of, hey, this is Mickey's final season, and have their, you know, so give him that moment. I think, but. The, the only problem with that, now I, I think Hinch is doing really, really well. He's not doing it with just Mickey. He's, uh, he's taking a bunch of fairly average to below average players and and moving around according to the matchup and situations. And if you put Miggy in for one at bat and pull him, you start limiting your options later in the game. Right. You know? So 
I don't. But I mean, that's. I, I think that's what they're going to be doing. He'll probably only bat against left-handed pitchers, right. and uh, uh, he, he can't run. I mean, the yeah. fact that he got three doubles is pretty amazing. There was a, uh, a last week. I think there was. <laughs> I forgot who they were playing. Um, God, I want to. I forgot who it was, but they, they had it on YouTube. MLB they even featured it. it. Was he hit this little bloop bunt or whatever infield single, and it went right to the pitcher. And the pitcher, I forgot, is himself was a mid forties. Guy and two old guys racing the first. Are we base. watching a game at the villages? I mean, it really it's like, was. It's like it's like it's like the family reunion I mean, picnic. Yeah. Uncle John and uh, your your, and, your dad are playing for. Uh, and Miggy almost, yeah, Miggy almost made. He was called out, but I mean, it was like two slow rollers to the first uh, to the bag and. Uh, uh, do you want to, do you know what, one of the biggest embarrassments in the game would be is if you gave up an infield single to, to well, me. Either that or they kept <laughs> him, if they kept him in the run and he stole a base, cause he has stolen oh, bases he has and surprised stolen. people before, yeah. so. Well, the bases well, are bigger was, than he, you know, As good as he is, he, he, he was, he's a pretty clever ball player. There's yeah. Oh, all he's sorts a smart, of times he's a smart player. When he's been at second base and, and the pitcher wasn't paying attention and he stole third base on him. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's very quick. He's very, Quick-minded, not yeah. quick running, but uh. yeah. Oh well, I don't know what his plans are, but I mean, obviously, if he wants to stay in Major League Baseball, he'll have a spot somewhere as at least. Well, you know, he's got a he's got he's got an extra family field, he's got to support, so <laughs> he's got to keep that. I think he's uh, unless he's been hitting the the uh, the casino. I think he's got a few bucks put away. I, yeah, I, this like guy, this, I would I would hope he's got a little, you know, at least a four hundred one k or would, something. But he that. would be a great. But you're right. I mean, but think about. I mean, his expertise at hitting, uh, you know, he would be, say, a great hitting instructor or somebody that, you know, you could have in that position. Or he could go into the front office. I mean, even if it's just a show position where it's like, I can't, here's yeah, your desk, here's your secretary. Just, just Here's your coffee. You just show they they tried to sell him as being a, a yeah. good influence on the players and, and stuff like that. He could be. I mean, he loves the game. He, right. he messes around when he gets on base. He jokes with the other players. Uh, but but he is into the game. There, there's a great video of him when he was young playing for Florida, I guess. And he was getting an intentional pass. And the guy, you know, how they just lobbed the ball right, in. Right. Well, the ball came too close, and he took and swung and hit a home run. <laughs> <all of a laughs> <sudden>. <laughs> hey, that's <laughs> fair. Well, and you know what? Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. As as a fielder, you know, he was he's great at the hidden ball trick, too. He's, he's yeah. caught a couple guys sleeping on that. So right. good, something else he could, well, he could teach. Well, as we close this out, I mean, I guess I you, I you mentioned Florida. You know, he won the series with the Marlins, and we know yep. he's going to go into the Hall of Fame. And it's like, who, who whose uniform will he be wearing into the Hall of Fame? I gotta um, believe it's the Tigers. He's got yeah. most of his. I'd like most to think that too. But it wouldn't shock me if it was. Oh, but a Marlins hat on. Yeah, yeah but he's been treated. It's not like he's got a bad relationship here. The no, fans have been true. good to him. He's got yeah. he's got the majority of his stuff. What is he? One of only a handful of players who's got both 500 home runs and 3,000 hits. So yeah, no. uh, he's he's pretty amazing. Yeah, show a little respect. I'm man. sorry. Sorry, he should be. So, yeah. so I will. I will say this so just to show that I'm I'm playing the math. You guys are using eighty yeah. percent. It could be worse in Detroit. The Oakland Athletics have lost eighty percent of their games. <laughs> wow, and we got that going. That's for eight it. out of ten, John. Oh, let me do yeah. the calculations. Hold on. <laughs> okay. It's actually four, forty out of fifty. Who loses that? So that's. But we will say one thing since since you were talking about. Uh, I think it was a trivia question, and somebody wanted eternal life. Yes. Yeah. 
I think Eternal Life would be watching the Oakland A's play football or baseball. <laughs> even even during the game being sped it's, up like would it that is now. Not be the definition of either hell or purgatory. Like <laughs> the, the, the Oakland A's game that never ends. Hey kids, we're going to the Oakland A's game. What did I do? Why? <laughs> it's the old joke, right? Yeah. We're having a contest. First first prize is two tickets to the Oakland A's. Second prize is four tickets to right. the Oakland A's. <laughs> All right. All right, Rich. Uh, appreciate it. Of course, uh, we talk with you every Thursday and. Uh, uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll uh, get those pension payments out. Yeah, coming. They're in there. Do you do you know less than you did before we oh, started? God, yes, I think do. so. All right, <laughs> All right. Thank you. mission accomplished. All right, All right Rich, you. have a great holiday weekend. We'll talk to you next week. All right. All right. You, uh, you know, we were, we were mentioning early on about uh, about Drummond. Yes, not Mister Drummond. No, from, not no. What you talking about? <laughs> from what's happening? Yeah. Heck, no. We're talking actually drumming. Right. Drummers. There's a drumming circle going on this weekend, and we're going to find out more about that. Uh, it's in Brighton. And, it's, uh, it's not in downtown Brighton on the street. No, no, it's right. not. No, no. I'm just no, checking because uh, that could be a little, yeah. little, um, so, uh, yeah, let me get, uh, yeah. we're going to be talking with uh, Stephen Vimmer, who will be leading the drum circle for the Community Unitarian Universalists of Brighton, also known as Cub. And, uh, so we're going to find out more. Cube? Well, well, I mean, there's two U's. Oh, the user is busy, it says. Oh, I hate when that happens. Well, maybe, we'll try. Maybe he's drum- drumming. I, <laughs> I don't know. I, um, so, yeah, again, uh, this Saturday at the uh, Community Unitarian Universalist, uh, they'll be doing this drum circle, and uh, Stephen's been leading these. Apparently, he's really while. busy. Uh, hold on. Let me, let me just. Do you want to try calling the number? Yeah. Give me your... I guess third time's a charm with your phone. I dialed the number you got. Hello. Hi, is this Steven? It is. Hey, Steven, it's Mike and John from Mike and John Got It Going On. We're talking about the drum circle. How you doing? Yes, yes, yes. I'm doing well. We're driving down to work together. How are you? Good, good. So, yeah, we were talking uh, again this Saturday, uh, starting at 4 o'clock. You'll be leading this drum circle uh, for the Community Unitarian Universalists. And uh, this is something you've been doing for quite a while. It is. I, I started uh, back in 2005 um, with um, some just big training. We've, I got um, involved a little bit more through school. Uh, I got a... Um, music minor along with a bachelor's in psychology from Oakland University. So I was able to get uh, professionally trained in that way. And then to further on, I've met many people throughout the, my years. Um, most recently, uh, Jamie Artman, who's a very good friend of mine. She's a music therapist and a certified music uh, facilitator. So we've been able to do a lot in, in the community. Um, and um, people at Cub found out that I was a drummer and loved to share my uh, experiences and my talents. And so here we are with them. Yeah, and your experiences, uh, you know, you uh, actually were trained with the peoples in West Africa, correct? Yes, yes. So um, I'm very fortunate for that. Uh, peoples from Guinea and uh, Ghana and uh, Ivory Coast, um, t- traditional African rhythms, um, that I know and I've been able to teach along the way um, and, and perform as well. So what we've been able to do um, at CUP thus far is do a split of teaching a little bit of an ap- traditional African style and then go into kind of a little bit more free-flowing uh, drum circle, if you will. So it's fun. It's very fun. 
So is this, a, you know, for those that uh, have never heard of the drum circles before, I know with this going on on uh, Saturday, the 27th, you, you have a lesson starting at four that goes for about a half half hour or so, and then the drum circle. So is this something you're going to provide drums for or people bring their own or maybe rent them somewhere? How does this all work? Yeah, so I have a, a pretty big stash of, of drums that I loan out, um, bring there, and, and then again, Jamie has hers as well, so... Generally, there are more than enough instruments for everybody. Um, people bring their own instruments as well. Um, it's encouraged if you have them, but uh, it's not just drums or shakers and bells and, and all the percussion instruments that we encourage. And, and so for folks that bring that come out or even bring their own or, or use some of yours uh, that do this, well, I, I like your, your motto here, if you have a heart, you have a beat. Um, yes. <laughs> and, uh, and as you, as, you know, as you mentioned, uh, you're a clinical psychologist, so, so talk to me, I guess, like, the, the therapy, I guess, of participating in, in a drum circle. Yeah, like, How is, the, is yeah. there angry drumming and happy drumming? <laughs> right, I right. mean, you know, I would imagine there is. If you're mad, yeah. sometimes it, <laughs> you're pounding a little harder. It is, it is all of the above, actually, and in different environments, uh, you know, in clinical settings, yes, we teach that through people that have had, suffered like brain traumas and such so there's a little bit of different uh activity going on there from from the patients or somebody that's in recovery from drugs or alcohol so yeah yeah, that is a little bit different type but it is healing in its own way on the connection to to the drum being able to um uh uh, kind of step out of our boxes right there's many people that haven't touched touched a musical instrument in their life let alone a drum so it's a bit intimidating, but we make it as, 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 as you know, low-key and, and uh, non-judgmental as, as possible um, and, and, and build a wonderful community of rhythm. And, uh, again, the healing part of it um, is there's so much research backing it at this point with regards to what it does for us, um, with regards to you know, lowering our blood pressure, which in turn lowers anxiety. Um, there's uh, other things with, with healing if you've got, uh, again, going back to people that have suffered from like a brain trauma where they're physically injured or from a stroke where the one side of the body does not work as well, left to right, left to right helps rebuild some of those neural pathways yeah. uh, for those people. And so, yeah. And then I guess part of uh, it, Mike said, you know, the first half hour from 4 to 4.30 is the drum lesson, and then the circle takes place for the next hour. Yes. Uh, yes. And, and so, you know, obviously you get a lot of people together. They all have drums or percussion instruments, but you have to get the beat. You have to get a rhythm going, or it's just a cacophony of sound. Um, so is that part of the lesson to try and, you know, like are you the, you're the, you're the conductor, I guess, in a certain sense, to set that rhythm? And uh, Yeah, Jamie and I both are in, in a different aspect. So... Um, I introduced a traditional African rhythm, which essentially, I mean, all these rhythms are very simple, but how they combine uh, are very tricky. And, and so I didn't want to throw too much of that at them. Um, but yeah, I, I taught a, a very basic traditional African rhythm that uh, I teach the history of the rhythm. I, I explained the, uh, the ancient uh, of the drum itself how it was constructed, and um, then Jamie brings in her facilitation, where, yes, the cacophony of of sounds is good, and she kind of directs those sounds um, in a very exciting and happy kind of manner. I'm not sure if you know or have been been part of a a drum facilitation at all, but she will kind of guide the crowd 
uh, side by side. We'll do some uh, call and response, um, and it's, it's it's a great it's a great time. Uh, and who who traditionally shows up for these? I mean, uh, you know, like you said, it's yeah, open to, it's open to all. But like, who who really you know has been coming out and enjoying these? Yeah, anybody and everybody is welcome. Um, well, when we first started, this will be our, our third session, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it has been community of people from church there, family and friends, but it's certainly open to the public. Um, we would like to do this part of the community uh, you know, outreach and networking that, that Tub does. We offer this to, again, everybody and anybody. Um, and, and getting back to that model about if you have a heart, you have a beat. You know, people are, are intimidated by, you know, picking up anything, but that is true. You have that heartbeat, that basic, that basic heartbeat, and if that's all you end up playing on your percussion instrument is that basic heartbeat, there you go. You fit in, right? Yeah. So so for the, the drums themselves, for those that uh, that bring their own, let's talk about different stylings that uh, that have showed up at the, the other uh, events that you've had and that uh, you expect for this one. I know it looks like uh, by the ones we've had pictured here, these are, are more uh, – what, what type I mean, they're, of drums they're, they're, they're the taller the, drums. The, I mean, these are the tribal. I mean, am I right on yes. that? Or? Yeah. 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 I mean, what, so, what about like a snare? Do you get those? I mean, you know, your traditional. Does somebody start setting up like they're going to be doing a concert? A drum here, you know, hey, Neil Pert, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just to clarify for people so they know what to expect. Yes. Right, right. And by the way, yes, Neil Pert and Rush, my favorite band of all time. Awesome. So thank awesome. you for that. <laughs> um, so, so in, uh, in, in what I teach, there's there's basic djembe, which is uh, um, a tree trunk, very hardwood tree trunk that is hand carved inside and out. Um, the skin that's on the top is typically a goat skin, uh, dried goat skin and stretched, um, and it gives three different in types of I notes. There's a there's bass, a tone, and a djembe. slap. So you out, you ask about a snare. One of those. Uh, notes that we hit on the djembe is is um, resembling a snare. So there's no says there's not an actual snare drum if per real like a drum kit has. Right. Um, but you you will get those three different sounds out of that djembe. Um, and then people do bring um, again the shakers and the bells um, that can all fit in those other parts as well. So and these so, are mostly yeah. played with your hands, there's no sticks, that 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 kind of thing. Uh, the djembe's are very sensitive, and those are hands only. Yeah. Um, some of the other, the, the, the smaller hand drums um, can be played with a with a stick or a mallet with a with a soft head on it. Um, so yes. So what's the best the best skin? What's the most responsive skin? For for sound on you know I'm just I'm curious I mean you're yeah about yeah skins, is it, no no skins? I just I never yeah. thought you'd be answering asking that question uh, <laughs> is there sensitive skins <laughs> there yeah yeah the, the, it's the thickness of the skin yeah um but it also is going to depend on the, the the actual build of the drum itself the, the core the shell the the trunk uh, the wood so um I I have a, a couple of goat skin um. Djembe's. I actually have quite a few, but the two that are my my babies that I play all the time. Um, but then there's steps up with uh, a horse horse hide, which is a little bit thicker, yeah. and you get a much much higher tone and 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 some things like that. But uh, now let me ask you this, Stephen, and I I, yes. I I mean this in in all sincerity. You know, you hear of guitarists naming their guitars. Do you, yeah. do you name your drums? You know, you, you, got, you got your favorite drum. You got your babies. Like, you called them your yeah. babies. Do they have names? <laughs> yeah, Steve, yeah. You know? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I, I, I really have a hard time when people go reaching for it. And, and I guess maybe people don't know, right? So you have your, your, that's your, your instrument and hands off. Uh, please ask me. You know, <laughs> Steven doesn't rude. share his yeah. drums with the other drummer. <laughs> he shares all, hey, you he shares all his drums. Except not that these one. two babies. These are the babies. No, actually, I, actually, I do. I do. I do let allow people to, um, as long as they have the, their jewelry off. Oh, um, yeah. right, it, right. One reason or another, that will hurt your hand more than it'll hurt the drum. But yeah, um, the the drums are are quite expensive, and yeah. popping that head uh, is a chore and and a cost. So sure, oh no, yeah. the, <laughs> but, yeah. but you didn't tell us if you name them. Yeah, do they have names? Oh no, I don't. No. Have names. Oh, sure. so that'll be no. something for you guys to discuss in Sorry. the circle. You know, let's <laughs> name the yeah. drum. Yeah. <laughs> we will do that. Yes, I'll bring that up. All right. So again, uh, it the, sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it really does. And again, that's happening this Saturday at four o'clock at uh, the Community Unitarian Universalists of Brighton. They're on Old US Twenty Three. Really easy to remember. Three 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 three. South Old, old Twenty Three. Right. And uh, there you go. Yeah, four to four thirty. The drum lesson. Four thirty to five thirty is the drum circle. And you said uh, you've done a few of these so far, and and looking forward to doing more of these into the future yeah what's your average uh, attendance um anywhere between 25 and 30 ish wow, so that's, that's awesome. a pretty good amount of people yeah, yeah yeah for sure for sure you know if uh yeah if possible uh yeah i'd love to get a picture of you guys on saturday and maybe uh, send that back to us or if you want to send us a little um, audio sure. or video yeah. of uh, yeah. of a song yeah that'd be that would be really be cool you know you uh, said you were driving Stephen. have you been playing the dashboard uh, along the way <laughs> I had a buddy that not, was a, dr- a as- dashboard drummer when we were going to school in high school. <laughs> always, always, yeah, yes. I, I know people look over practice. me and, and, yes, practice makes perfect, right? There you go. All right. <laughs> so if, if you were to do a solo, you know, your your go-to solo, Stephen, what is it? Oh, on the steering wheel? Well, no, well, it could be steering wheel, okay. it could be your drums, whatever it is. You're we doing have, that solo. Have, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Tom Sawyer by Rush, that. obviously. That. That. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, we, <laughs> this, uh, <laughs> well, see, but that's actually, I think that's interesting because, like you said, uh, you know, you've got this, you know, West African experience and training, uh, and you've got these authentic tribal drums. And there you go, and, off yeah. to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> but then I think it's, no. uh, you know, it, you, you can still uh, find the, you know, the the, the more contemporary sure. uh, type of uh, drumming that uh, people uh, enjoy as well. So it sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, and Does it, it cost anything? No, it's free to the to the okay. general public, um, and uh, you know we'd love to see you guys if you go, you want to come bring some people too. All right, Saturday afternoon, May twenty seventh, four to four thirty, the lesson, and then the drum circle from four thirty to five thirty. And uh, yes. are you going to be doing these like every month or so? Is it once a month? Yeah, or? they've been once yeah. a month. Okay. Yep. All right. Awesome. All right. Well, Stephen Vimmer uh, with the Community Unitarian Universalists of Brighton. Thank you so much for joining us, yeah. and uh, yeah, have a great drum circle this yeah. weekend. Rock on, Tom Sawyer. Thank you. It was it was a pleasure, guys. <laughs> yeah, Thank absolutely. You. Same right, here, Stephen. Take care. All right. Drive safe. You too. Talk to you again. Bye bye. Bye bye. A lot of fun. Yeah, I've I've never played any of those styles of drums. Any, I'm not very good at the beat. <laughs> <laughs> I have no rhythm. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> I do have a heartbeat. <laughs> so, Maybe I just go with that. Yeah, what are you going to do? Bump, bump, the tail uh, Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. But it does sound like a lot of fun. Yeah, it does. Um, All right. So a uh, two-cent history lesson for today. Uh, today is May 25th. It's National Brown Bagot Day. Mm. What do you got in the lunch bag today? PB&J? Bologna and mustard? Mm-hmm. I don't know. No. It's National Wine Day. 
Some may be doing that. I got a wine in my bag. My <laughs> I got some wine. That's all I got. That's my brown bag. Hey! <laughs> It's Rob Bag Day. I heard about Michael John. <laughs> you may find us underneath the underpass in Grand River and I-96. It's uh, National Missing Children's Day and Towel Day mm. today. Do you have a favorite towel? I used to, you know, I used to have a favorite beach yeah. towel. Okay. Right, right. Because they use patterns or a picture on there or something. The Budweiser girls. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Back in the 70s. Is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> that didn't well, survive we, your we marriage. Had, I'm assuming that was something that didn't quite make it out well, of the Well, the Jaws pad. towel we had yeah. was actually thicker so you could dry off more. The oh. Budweiser one, it kind of had that holiday in towel feel to it. <laughs> the rough like edge. A, <laughs> kind yeah. of sand, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you wanted to get rid of dead skin, that was the one. <laughs> I'm exfoliating too. <laughs> so could kids uh, today walk around with a, a Budweiser towel? No. Well, you remember you used to go to carnivals, you get like a Jack Daniels mirror. Yeah. You'd, you'd play a game of, sure. here's a Jack Daniels a mirror. Gives kid. You, you want a carton of Winston's? You're like, wow, this, <laughs> this 70s sure too. are different. <laughs> <laughs> it was on this day in 1895, the first book on golf was published. Oh. It was called Golf in America. Oh. It wasn't Dorf on golf? No, it wasn't Dorf on golf. <laughs> okay. Amelia Earhart in 1928 was the first woman or became the first woman to fly across America, uh, fly across the Atlantic Ocean. Excuse no. me. Yeah. Didn't get any meals on that flight. 1937, the first airmail letter to circle the globe returned to New York. So did it get to its destination <laughs> if it circled the world right. and then back the, and circled the, the globe? Yeah, they were the just testing. Return to sender? I mean, you know, what happened there? Not enough postage. Arthur C. Clarke, nineteen forty friends. Yeah, I, I think they are yeah. just art. <laughs> yeah, Artie, it's time for dinner. Nineteen forty-five. Arthur C. Clarke proposed uh, the idea of positioning a relay satellite in the geosynchronous orbit, which later became the foundation for satellites. Right, so a science fiction writer, one of the, one of the great science fiction writers. And a lot, a lot of times science fiction turns into science fact down the road, but uh, a lot of times it doesn't. It's, he also thought uh, that man would be watching you from those satellites up there. Oh, they're, yeah, they're not watching. Or is it China that's floating a balloon satellite right. over? Uh, St. Uh, Louis's Gateway Arch was dedicated on this day in 1968. 1968. Ever, ever been in the arch? I have never been in the arch. Mm. I do know that since it was 68 and they put up that arch, that the St. Louis Cardinals lost to the Tigers in the World Series, 1968. And then they, they blamed it on the arch. And they beat us twice in the World Shh, Series. Never mind. <laughs> that was 1968. <laughs> You've been in the in the Golden Arch. I mean the the Gateway Arch. Oh, I've been in the Golden Arch. Golden arch yeah. yeah, I've ridden that ride a few times. <laughs> but yes, I've been in the uh, the. the the, the great arch and, uh, and was it great the gateway it arch? was it's it is an the amazing way to the it's the an west, amazing right? structure and they have a like a little elevator thing that takes you up to the top except you know and i expect you expect it to be like an elevator but when it opens up it's more like a carnival right <laughs> you get in there and you're kind of like on this little bench and then yeah. they put you know and there's two people on each side and it's kind of one of those things that like rocks like that and because it, it is built you know because it's oh, yeah. you know and, and so it does go up there in that fashion but you're just like did they stop at yeah. the top? They do. And you get out and there's a little yeah. observation deck up there. Okay. And, oh, that's know. nice. But I remember when they opened the door to the thing, I'm like, am I going to fit through that thing? 
know, the last thing you want is somebody, he's stuck. <laughs> he's stuck. <laughs> Hundreds of people behind you. Oh man! Somebody get the WD forty. <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> Nineteen eighty one. Daredevil Daniel Goodwin, mm-hmm. wearing a Spider-Man costume, of course, scaled the outside of Chicago's Sears Tower in seven and a half hours. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, wow, does whatever a spider can. <laughs> so it's not the Sears Towers anymore. No, it was the Willis Tower, and I think it's not even called that it's technically not, not anymore. T- what you talking about? Yeah, Jack? I think. <laughs> Did we just make two different stroke references <laughs> in one show? In one How show? about that? 1986, 7 million Americans formed Hands Across America oh, yes, they did. on this day, 1986. Where were you? Watching on TV. I was like, oh, that's nice. I'm like, okay. And that guy washed his hands. Uh, there's nothing about that at all entices me. <laughs> I'm not it was a fundraise something. Yeah, I know. It was, yeah. I think so. It was some sort of, so, yeah, I don't know. You know, in the 80s, we did a lot of that here in this country. Feeding yeah. the world and sure, making yeah. band aid and hands across America. Now we are like, you're on your own. <laughs> Hit the road. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Jay Leno in 1992 became the new host of the Tonight Show following Johnny Carson's 30 year run. Remember the battle with him and David right, Letterman right. both in the running. And uh, yeah, got a little bitter there. It did get a little bitter. There, they had a movie. I think it was called Late Night Wars. I think or something. But yeah, it was. I think, I think it, it turned pretty out dark. Pretty okay. <laughs> I think they both yeah, yeah. turned out all. They were right. both probably in the back room, just yeah. going, "Yeah, who do you think is going to win this thing? <laughs> right. you want another beer? Let's go <laughs> check out Jay's car collection." Yeah. And, and finally, David, David Letterman says, "You know, someday I'm going to look like Santa Claus." <laughs> <laughs> and Jay said, yeah. my hair with the, the little gray part, it's going to be opposite when I right. get older. That's, That's what he said. And I'm going to be on a show with Tim Allen. Yeah, okay. All right. 2011, the Oprah Winfrey show aired its final broadcast mm. after a 25-year run. Really? Was it? 25 okay. years, wow. Oprah. Right. Well, I, you know, I, I don't know if that – I'm going to assume that that counts the pre-syndication when she was just in Just in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. So, And that – is our two-cent history lesson? Whatever happened to Oprah? I, I never hear about her. I don't either. <laughs> Didn't she buy her own network? And... Oh, my God. Oprah runs the world. Yeah. It's really Oprah's world. We Maybe just... she'll be the next Pope. Yeah. Chopra. Or Popra. Popra. Yeah. There you go. That's our two-cent history lesson and some intriguing thoughts for the oh, day and yeah. the weekend. <laughs> Very intriguing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're uh, traveling this weekend, by the way, you want to make sure your car is ready for the ready for the road this weekend or this summer. Stop by and see our friends at Murphy's Family Auto. Yep. Make sure it's in a line. The oil's ready and uh, and filled up and changed. Windshield wipers for just such an occasion of rain or heck, yeah, who knows? You might even hit snow here in Michigan. It was 40 degrees this morning, so. Was it really that cold? You just don't know what you're yeah. going to get. I haven't yeah. been outside. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I was, I Tell was Murphy's that Mike and John sent you and you get a 5% discount. Yes, you do. How about that? Check them out online, murphysfamilyauto.com, or give them a call, 517-552-3040, Murphy's Family Auto. Hey, we'll have another uh, question coming up tonight in uh, Thursday Night Trivia, and then again tomorrow we'll do the big drawing, courtesy of Jordan Genso, show sponsor for... $100 in gift cards. Right. As Main Street May continues. Right. Uh, he'll uh, The winner will pick up those certificates uh, at uh, LR Bowl. 
Through the taco window, maybe? Yeah, maybe they will. I don't know. But did you Fine. know that uh, LR Bull stands for the tree? I, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know if you knew that or not. This, our bowl, when you think about it, it's like arbor. Like right. Trees, see, right. Like Ann Arbor. Very There's good. a lot of trees that are ants in Ann Arbor. Bueno, senor. <laughs> Mucho yeah. bueno. All right. Adios. We've been giggling with Mike and John. Tune in next time and giggle on.